Good afternoon and uh, welcome everybody to another episode of the JN Irrigation Training Series. I'm Richard Rastusha, Vice President of Water Management Solutions for JN Irrigation. And uh, today I'm really excited to be talking about mobile drip irrigation again. And the reason why is uh, we've talked about this a few times. And uh, the thing that I really appreciate about uh, mobile drip irrigation is it's been really successful in taking acreage that's been out of production because of lack of water and putting it back in production, not to mention some tremendous yields as well as good quality uh, products still and uh, in general overall water conservation. So there's a lot for me to like about mobile uh, drip irrigation. And uh, one thing I thought it might be fun to do is uh, bring Monty Teeter back. And if you've seen Monty on some of his other presentations, you know what a dynamic speaker he is and how interesting uh, uh, what he talks about is to um, bring them back this time and kind of talk about the season and the successes and, and what uh, the growers that he works with actually did, right? It's uh, uh, back in, in the springtime, you know, it's all talk. And now in the fall, it's let's really, you know, put up the scores on the board and see how we did. So uh, so I'm excited that Monty is back. For those of you who don't know Monty, he uh, started in the irrigation industry back in 1972, He's the chief executive officer at Dragonline. And when you think of 72 and it's 2021, that's almost 50 years in irrigation. He started his own business in 1977 with $300 at age 24. And man, I know today he is doing business all over the world. Uh, this is one of the hottest irrigation products around. And, um, and, and I know in talking to a lot of people, how much they love Monty's products. And, uh, and the good it does for the environment and water conservation. So Monty, welcome. Thanks for joining us again. And, uh, and how was your season? How, how did it go this past year? You know, we've really been busy. It was nice to get through COVID and then uh, things opened up and people started traveling around. And uh, during that time though, we made a lot of improvements. A lot of recommendations were made to us. And so we reacted to those. And, you know, you were just talking about uh, yields and uh, 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 farming yields on these smaller farms and how we've kept them in business. You know, my first farm that I bought to prove Dragonline only has a 180 gallon minute well now on it. And I water a 75 acre pivot and 125 acre pivot with that. And this year, uh, counting the spring crop and the fall crop here, we grossed over $120,000 on those two circles with 180 gallons a minute. And so we really have leveraged the use of water on our farm. And we, we believe that it's not a concept, it's a proven solution to issues that center pivots create or need solved. So I'm really excited to be able to bring some of those new things to you this time, Richard. Yeah, thank you. So 180 gallons, um, normally what would you need to pump to run that center? Well, it, it used to be a 1,650 gallon minute well. And they just watered one quarter with flood irrigation. Uh, so it's amazing how we've transformed from uh, the, the uh, early 60s to where we're at today. Yeah. And Monty, you're selling all over the world now, Saudi Arabia, Australia. This is, this is catching on in other places. Is that right? Yes. We're in, uh, basically, we're in 12 countries now. And uh, with many more getting ready to open up and sell, we've had We'll have three new countries by the end of the year that we've marketed product to. And uh, it's all because of the uh, climate change, if you want to call it that, uh, drier conditions, droughts la lasting longer. And uh, it's, there's a lot of things just changing out there you know, that, aren't, that aren't the normal. And uh, if you think about in the future of having to raise uh, if our population doubles in, in 30 years, as they uh, talk about, uh, we're going to have to grow twice as much food with less than half the water that we're currently using. So we're going to have to have new technology and new techniques to leverage our water supplies. Yeah, so that's really um, great, right? You guys are doing a good thing for the environment, good thing for people. I can't imagine what it must be like, you know, shipping products all over the world from uh, Ulysses, Kansas. Um, and uh, the different challenges you must reach uh, or, or face every day, right? Uh, shipping, uh, language, currency. Uh, it's really amazing what you're, what you're doing. Most people uh, will, will bargain in the U.S. dollar, and most people will speak English, or they'll have an interpreter real handy. 
Uh, it's a it's an accepted language about everywhere. Uh, but no, you're you're certainly uh, right. It's it's nice to talk to the growers though. We'll have people contact me via our our e internet or our website, and they'll send a link to hey, can we talk or uh, contact me? And I contact them. And it's very interesting that it doesn't matter where in the world you talk to a farmer, they all have the same needs. They just want to grow a good crop. How can we grow a better crop? How can we sustain ourselves? And so it's it's really enjoyable to be able to say, I have a solution to help you. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's our purpose here is to make every drop of water count. And that's why we work so diligently at what we do. Yeah, that's a great purpose, right? Gives you a good, uh, good reason to get up and go to work every morning, right? That's, uh, that's. Yeah, when we can work all around the world, uh, my wife uh, doesn't care for me uh, working around the world all the time because I used to, uh, when California shut off at uh, about uh, six or eight o'clock my time, I, I couldn't do anything else. I had to go do something, but now I can talk somewhere all around the world now. <laughs> you can be in, uh, in business 24 yeah. seven now. That, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, nice. And it, it goes really well with the Jane mission statement of uh, leave this world better than you found it too. So uh, exactly. we're, we're really appreciative of the good work you're doing. Good. So uh, let's hear about some of that good work this past season. Okay. Well, we're going to start off. Uh, I'm not going to talk too much about just what Dragonline is. I think the first two sessions that we've talked about that. And if someone wants to go back and look at some of that information, they can uh, just not to not to beat to not to beat a dead horse here. So I'm just going to share a short video about what is Dragonline, how does Dragonline work, and then I'm going to share about uh, the farmers around the world and locally that have had good success. Uh, so with that, I'll just start. Is that okay? Sounds great. Okay, here we go. Dragonline is a patented and trademarked technology that combines drip irrigation with pivot irrigation. Dragonline provides increased efficiency by delivering water and nutrients directly to the soil, providing optimal plant growth. By applying water directly to the soil and not on the plant, Dragonline eliminates evaporation from the canopy. It also eliminates leaf burn, plant shock from sudden temperature changes, and reduces potential for disease to the plant. Costly wheel track issues are reduced or completely eliminated since the water is applied directly and precisely to the soil behind the system. Its unique design allows for precise chemical and fertilizer application as well as crop germination through the system. Dragonline systems are adaptable to both low and high profile crops in any row spacing and can be used on most pivot and lateral irrigation systems. For more information on Dragonline and to locate a dealer near you, visit dragonline.net. And that's the best place to find us at dragonline.net to help answer any questions. We have a lot of testimonials, uh, uh, very many testimonials that talk about our products and also videos and pictures of all different crops that we grow with Dragonline. Yeah, I, and I love that video you just showed because you really get to see how the line, the drip line actually stays in the field, how it stays right next to the plant and gets the water where you want it at the root zone, not uh, not, not blown away on your neighbor's uh, ranch. Yeah, we, Richard, we're trying to coin our system as the only precise irrigation uh, made for precision farming mm. because you know people spend thousands and thousands of dollars with their precision farming and to do everything with fertilizer to seed to harvesting to everything and then they just throw the water out there and hope it finds a place and that brings me up to this next slide here it's we're not just another sprinkler nozzle uh, we we adapt to your center pivot but we are mobile piv we're mobile surface drip irrigation uh, we're, we're not a nozzle. We, we adapt drip irrigation technology to the center pivot. And we combine that efficiency of drip technology with the economics and flexibility of pivot and linear irrigation. And what I mean by that is uh, there's nothing more efficient than a and drip system in the soil, delivering everything perfectly to the soil, nutrients, everything. And uh, pivots are usually used because they're, they're a less cost. Uh, it's a lot easier to put in a center pivot and it's a lot easier to control them because now with the technology of phones and computers, uh, they're autonomous. I mean, they can, they can do anything you want them to and they, they have a memory to learn from. Uh, 
And so when you adapt that to the efficiency of the drip, uh, there's just not a better uh, system in the world. I always like to say, you know, we've, we're, we've, we're, we bring a great uh, future to, to pivot irrigation because I think pivots will be purchased uh, to put drip irrigation on uh, in the future. Uh, so with saying that, uh, uh, I'll just say a few things about our uh, dragon line that we're rebranding our system. Uh, we're taking away the different, the older logo, and this is our new logo that we'll be showing, uh, Dragon Line Mobile Drip Irrigation. And we transform pivot irrigation through drip technology. And these are some of the things that we will uh, talk about in our uh, presentation and show. And it's not going to come across very good on this uh, slide, but uh, we'll you'll hear it later in the presentations. But we we save 20 to 50 percent of the water currently being used. Also, we, we save energy and labor in, in the same uh, percentages. We eliminate wind drift uh, that uh, blows out there with the wind and we reduce evaporation uh, and we bank the water in the soil rather than running off. We eliminate totally wheel tracks. Uh, people are having a wheel track issue or always getting stuck or trying to manage uh, muddy wheel tracks, we eliminate those. Uh, we reduce the water that runs off and the soil compaction and the crusting. And what I mean by that, we just emit the water at such a slow rate. It's just emitting so softly that we don't melt all the clots together, create layers of silt in the soil and uh, cause um, hard pans that will eventually have compaction. And then you, you start running your center pivots faster rather than slowing them down to get the use of the water. Uh, so also we, we can apply fertilizer and water precisely to the soil through our drip tubing. Uh, it never gets on the leaves. I think that's one of the points here. We keep the foliage dry. We reduce the potential for plant diseases and insect infestation by keeping those plants dry uh, rather than uh, uh, harming them with uh, uh, damaging water. Uh, we can adjust our manifold now. Uh, th this, uh, this is our manifold here, along here that we attach our, our flex tubing to and our dragon line tubing. Uh, and we'll see that we have a new system called the hybrid system, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But we can move this from right to left. Uh, so you can water precisely over the row to germinate. And then as the seed emerges, you can winch it over four inches or six inches uh, to, to, to water in different place and you're not wetting all that soil surface and creating all the evaporation that you have when you wet all that surface. And you're not germinating all the weeds, the weeds and uh, uh, different seeds you don't want germinated. Also, we eliminate uh, plant shock from sudden temperature changes. Uh, you know, you're out there and it's uh, 100 degrees or 110 degrees and you throw 50 degree water on it. That plant has to uh, recuperate and warm back up before it can grow. And sometimes it's very hard on it. So we eliminate uh, doing that by keeping the plant dry. Uh, we adjust the manifolds vertically now. And we'll show that in just a minute. Uh, we can have a, a system lower here up to, you know, as low as three feet off the ground. Then we can raise them up to nine feet off the ground. Uh, so we can adjust right and left and also vertically now with our new system. Yes, and so Mon Monty, we have our first question coming in, and uh, I just wanted to remind everybody that chat and the Q&A are both open, so if you have some questions, uh, get them in there, and I'll, uh, I'll present them to Monty when it's appropriate, but uh, first question that's coming in is that, um, can you perform a physical distribution uniformity study while you're using uh, a dragon line? Do they do that with subsurface drip irrigation? Yeah. Oh, right. No. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> I mean, of, of course you can. I mean, we, uh, you know, there's a little bit different in placement of soil probes because the water moves down and then moves outward. And we'll talk about that here in a moment. Uh, but uh, uh, of course you should be able to. I mean, we use soil probes everywhere with our systems and we'll always, we'll always measure 20 to 30% more water or moisture in the soil where we have dragon line versus traditional nozzles. Uh, is, I hope that uh, answered that good enough. But uh, also we have accurate watering with small GPM applications. 
Uh, we have some systems that are 100 gallons per minute on a quarter mile pivot, and there's just really no way to be efficient doing that uh, with any other way of uh, technology. So we've designed this for small water, but uh, the large water is sure listening to us uh, to try to help them uh, control runoff and compaction. This is what our new hybrid system looks like. Uh, we we pre-make a manifold, uh, and this is what we call the manifold. Uh, we tie it to a quarter-inch cable that goes from tower to tower. And at each tower, we have a new dual winch system, which is a winch that allows you to loosen one side and go to the other side and tighten up the other side and actually move this whole span right or left. And then also we have a new winch now that we call our center lift winch assembly that uh, attaches in the center of the span uh, to raise it vertically. And what it does, it assists in the, the weight of all the structures here that we have. It's not real heavy, but it's, it's too heavy for one man to handle mm. or, or person. So uh, what, you, what you would do, you'd loosen each one of your winches on each side, and then you would tighten up this and then raise this uh, system up uh, to the height you want. And then you slide these up on the cables at the towers and uh, tighten them. And then you have your height adjusted. And then we have a, uh, a special way we uh, connect our, uh, we call these VJAC cable uh, connectors. Um, and there's a clamp above and below that. And you loosen those and just slide them up like you tighten up a necktie or you loosen them back down. Uh, so it's, uh, we've really made this system user-friendly. Um, uh, we make this manifold in any uh, pre-made um, widths a person wants, whether it's 12 inch or 80 inch, we can make this whatever, whatever we want. And then we make a printout uh, that, that precisely tells every uh, 20 inch spacing or 30 inch spacing in the field, just exactly what water we're delivering to that space along that pivot. So do you have any questions, Richard, on that? Yeah, so I just want to make a point. We do have a question. Um, so you said it was too much for one person really to lift, but the way with the engineering of this, uh, one person can uh, make those changes by themselves, right? Yes. Okay. And then you may be getting to this in a little bit, but somebody's asking about, you know, the comparison of this cost-wise to just a regular drip system. Well, uh, we, I don't have that in my slides today. We've covered it in the past, but uh, we're, we're estimating, uh, it depends on where you're at in the world and how many gallons you're trying to utilize, but our cost will vary uh, from approximately $200 an acre to $400 an acre, uh, depending uh, on labor cost, but that includes filtration and installation. Uh, so, um, you know, it's a fraction of what subsurface drip irrigation costs. Yeah, and the thing I like too about it, Monty, is, um, you know, I've never bought a center pivot system, but they look pretty darn expensive to me. And uh, I, I certainly don't want to just uh, waste it. I don't want to, you know, sideline it and go to something else. That would be hard to do. Uh, I love the fact that I can just still use my investment that I made earlier. Yeah, you can, uh, you know, to help answer that question a little bit, you know, the, the adapting of Dragon Line to a new center pivot is at two to $400. The pivot itself will be uh, five to $700 an acre, uh, depending on, um, of course, the longer you have make them, uh, the, the cheaper they are per foot or per acre. Uh, but usually you'll be around that thousand dollars an acre or such a matter uh, for an installation of a center pivot with uh, dragon line on it versus uh, $1,500 to $2,500 or more with the subsurface strip. Yeah, seems like a great way to go. Okay. Well, this is uh, at my farm, and this is just going to reiterate a little bit about uh, what I've been talking about, the water savings. Uh, this is my pivot uh, in, uh, at, at 180 gallons a minute. I think this was at 200 gallons when we took this picture uh, of applying traditional nozzles versus dragon line. And these are some of the earlier 
pictures that we took probably five or six years ago. Uh, but as we look down from the top, we're puddling and as slow as we're watering uh, with a, a low gallonage, you would think we would never uh, seal off the soil and have compaction or water standing, but we're applying the same water and on this side, we're not having water standing at all. And sometimes you just say, well, why is that? And this is why. Um, whenever you apply with uh, sprinkler heads from, the, from above, whether it's uh, any type uh, from uh, uh, wobblers to sprays to uh, bubblers, uh, you wet the top surface of the water one to five, or the soil one to five inches thick, and you, you trap air in the soil. And until the air comes out, the water can't get in. And that's what's happening in this picture. You know, we're applying water and it's trapping air in the soil and until it takes time for that air to come out, the water can't get in. Where with the dragon line system, we have deep percolation and it moves laterally. And through capillary action, the air pulls the water into the soil, the air comes out, the water goes in. And a good example of this uh, uh, to think about is just take a bottle of water and hold your nose and try to drink it. It's the same principle. So we're just working with nature to deliver water to the surface to get it in the soil. And when this is, when you're delivering to the surface in this application through capillary action, you know, we're actually uh, creating a path for that air to, to come out each time and the water to go in. And so each time we water, we actually soften the soil to a degree. Each time we water, the application rate increases. Uh, so we get the water in the ground easier and faster. Where with traditional nozzles, we, we seal the soil. We start uh, creating layers of silt uh, melted in the soil and we'll run the water to somewhere we don't want it to be. Uh, so this allows us to be precise in our application. Uh, is that a good explanation for you, Richard? It's a great one. And as I mentioned to you months ago, you know, every time I do my pour over coffee, I think about this because <laughs> you watch that air escape. And if it can't escape, you know, the, the water doesn't go down through the ground. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, so we just, uh, dragon line allows water to penetrate the soil just simply by moving the air out up, out and promoting capillary action. Uh, so that's uh, what we do. And I might mention this. I mean, traditional sprinkler heads deliver applications greater than 90% to 95% or more. And uh, people say, well, if, if you can deliver at 90 or 95%, how can you be any more efficient with drip irrigation? Well, the difference is, uh, this is talking about the application. If you take a, a, a cement slab and you've got a nozzle that you're uh, spraying water out, it'll effectively cover that area uh, 90 to 95%. But losses occur when the, you know, after the water leaves the nozzle uh, due to evaporation, wind, sun, unlevel terrain, and, and soil conditions, and many other things. And so I'm sure this system here is a 95% or 90% application efficient application. With the dragon line system, it doesn't matter whether the wind's blowing or not blowing. You know, our, our the water never sees daylight or doesn't see the wind. And I always refer to this picture uh, uh, selling, uh, you know, we sold about 3,500 pivots in our area over the 45 years of selling pivots. And, uh, you know, I would always show this picture of how good we, we wet this soil surface how we don't have any streaks, we've got an excellent water pattern. But as you learn about evaporation, watering bare soil, uh, there's been many tests that show that we're evaporating 40 to 70% of our water when we uh, wet the surface. So, um, you know, we're just saving water by getting the water in the soil. Uh, so we make that 200 gallon minute well work like 400 gallons, or we can make that 800 gallon well uh, cut it back to 400 gallons and water two circles and make that 400 work like 800. Uh, so that's uh, a big statement, but that's what we feel. That's amazing, Monty, because, right, you think about, I need an inch a week of water, but I really need to apply two inches because uh, at least half of it's going to blow away. 
Yeah, and I think we really messed with the ET applications that people uh, have made all these years, say, well, we need, need this much moisture to water this crop because of the ET. But when you start uh, putting that directly in the soil and not having to measure the loss, uh, you can do a lot with a lot less. And I think that's how we're able to do it. So this just shows, you know, rather than wasting the water, we're banking the water for the future. And that's uh, what we want to visit about. And yeah. so with that, I think, uh, you have any questions now there? No, I just uh, was going to say banking water for the future around the world. That's really, uh, it's really a nice concept. Yeah. Well, this is something new that we we're doing also uh, before we get into our slides. Uh, dragon line in a crate. Um, if you can see my cursor here, everything that it takes to install a dragon line system on a seven to 10 tower quarter mile pivot uh, will fit in this box. It's a four by eight crate. And uh, everything's pre-cut, pre-measured. It comes with all the winches assembled. Um, uh, the T's are assembled on the manifolds. It's, it's what we want to call a plug to play. Uh, everything comes, it comes to the field. We have a, a great installation guide with it. Uh, we've sent several of these out and people have put this together without any help from, from professional people. And, you know, farmers are professionals too. They have people that work all the time and they know so much. Uh, so uh, we've tried to, to take all the work and worry out of this uh, uh, in the installation of a dragon line. Uh, so we call it RTI, ready to install. So this is kind of a unique feature. Um, I don't know if you, what do you think about this, Richard? I love it. And uh, I love the plug and play, right? And, um, you know, just what you said earlier, um, I think growers or farmers, some of the greatest problem solvers around, right? Eric Olson always uh, used to remind me that, uh, hey, they don't have a Home Depot, you know, a couple blocks down the street where they can just run in and get a get something they need, right? It's, it's, a, it's a pretty far drive. So they have to figure it out as they're going. And so to have something ready to install everything there for you, what a time saver. Yeah. I lost you there, Ben. Are you still there? Yeah, yeah. I was just saying, what a time saver that must be. Yeah, yeah. No, that it is. I mean, uh, we we've tried to uh, market it in different ways, and people just don't have the help, and the contractors don't have the time. And it's kind of like when we first started uh, doing drip irrigation. You know, it, there's a big learning curve to learn how to install everything and to hook everything up. And we thought, well, we're going to eliminate that. We've got a simple step-to-step uh, -step instructions, and then. If there's something that needs more uh, learning, we have a 3D barcode you scan on your phone and it takes you to a video that shows how to do it. Uh, so uh, we're, we're happy to announce this RTI system. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. I love it. Okay. Well, we'll get, we'll get started in some of the fields around. I know you've done a few seminars on hemp uh, this last year or, or some of the people there. And uh, I got a call this spring that, uh, from a grower in Loveland, Colorado that said, hey, we're going to plant hemp in one week. We've been watching Dragon Line that we'd like for you to come put a system on. So it was kind of, oh, well, we've really got to jump to get everything ready. But they had studied the system online. They planted everything in a circle. And they put these transplants in on five foot centers, uh, five feet apart. And uh, before we got there, uh, they had watered. Uh, they knew we were going to be our timing. So they hired people and they were hand watering these little plants every day. I don't know how many uh, plants there was out there, but there's a lot of them every five feet, five feet apart, you know. And uh, so we came and we installed a new filtration system at their pivot point. This is a new automatic filter uh, that uh, works Bluetooth to your phone. Um, and then we installed the new hybrid system. This is a drop down at the pivot that adapts to our uh, manifolds. Uh, we adapted their sprinkler heads to a dual, dual valve system, so they can either use their sprinkler heads or they can use their uh, dragon line uh, for different operations. And uh, you can see the winch here, so you can adjust it uh, uh, right or left. Uh, and then, then we started watering. And by, you know, with the use of our flexible manifold now that's adjustable, we can water right next to those little plants and get the water right where we need it without wetting all the surface area to germinate 
this, uh, the weeds and things. And, you know, it's an organic uh, uh, crop, really. I mean, it, there's very few things you can spray on it that uh, will, uh, won't hurt it. And this just shows at the end of the field, a lot of times we have people talk about, well, can you reverse? This just shows reversing and it goes back the other way. Uh, we spent about six or eight months developing this tubing, this hose, that's a flexible hose. We call it the Dragon Flex hose that, uh, that curls around and, and goes the other direction and the Dragon Line tubing will just follow it without kinking. Now, when I say without kinking, that's with water in it. If you do uh, try to reverse and it's hot, hot outside, you might have some kinks and you'll need to go out there and inspect, inspect it and make sure you don't have any kinks. But if, while you're watering and water's in this tube, this will never kink. Uh, so that's part of our patent in this system. That's a great tip to just keep the water in the, in the hose and you'll be fine. This just shows a little later watering that hemp and uh, uh, the, the progression of the hemp as it grew. It's really a, an amazing plant to watch it grow. Uh, that's what uh, the, the flower that you want to keep the water off of so you maintain the uh, oil content. But the results of this uh, from their previous sessions was we saved 40, we used 40% less water. They still had water left over at the end of the year, which they've never had. They had a 20 to 30% better yield. It could be more than that. They haven't processed everything with the oil, but they feel it's going to be better than this. And they just had quality that was different than they've ever had. Uh, so anyway, it's a beautiful picture there in Colorado uh, looking at that hemp. Well, it sure is. And then I think we could see too that uh, they, could, they could actually move the lines away from the plants as they grew. Right, yeah, you don't want the water dripping or spraying on the, the flower. So you winch it away to, to drag in the rose, yes. That's fantastic. Then we had a call from a guy down in Plains, Texas that's been watching us for quite a few years. And he said, hey, we're ready to try a system. We just keep less and getting less and less water and we've got to do something to save water. And we went over a few uh, uh, talks about how much water we waste on watering bare soil. And they really have sandy bare soil after they take off their cotton or after they take off peanuts. And so uh, he called us and we went and installed this new system uh, after Tretikaley. It was still laying on the ground. They, they hadn't picked it up yet. Uh, so we installed a new filter, uh, a new state-of-the-art filter with a uh, Bluetooth connection to their phone. Uh, this has a hybrid system with a dual winch system in it. And what's unique about this, he didn't have time to pre-water anything uh, because he was so late in the year. And so I said, well, just strip till it and we'll just water right behind it. So he, he planted uh, uh, June 10th, which is pretty late for cotton. He planted in a circle. Uh, we watered right on the strip till marks. Uh, we germinated that same strip. And then we winched it over about six inches whenever the crop came up. And he was watering 350 gallons to this system because he just uh, had to do some of the extra water for a while and then take all that water back. And it was just back and forth. And I said, well, we can get by with 70 gallons a minute. Uh, so he agreed to do 100. He thought we would cut back too much. But uh, uh, anyway, we showed where cutting back to this amount of water uh, was very effective and he he's fully agrees with that now. Um, this just shows, uh, you know, this is a June 22nd. We had great uh, germination. Actually, his germination was over 90%, which he usually never gets much over 70%. So they're cutting back on seed this year, which I think I say that here later. But you can see, we just germinated about every seed he planted there. Uh, it's very... Uh, uh, uniform. Uh, this is in August and September. And um, now it's, uh, he's going to send me a few pictures here in the future of all the cotton bowls, but they, it's really developed well this year. And, you know, the results are, you know, it's a late planting, but fortunately they had a hot summer. We reduced his water 70%. He had 90 plus uh, percent germination. And he'll cut back five to 8,000 seed population next year. And he's expecting a two plus bale uh, crop off this cotton. And it's a second crop for him. So he's, he's excited about 
the return of investment uh, for this system. That photo was amazing when you think uh, June to September, how big and healthy those plants got. Yeah. This is an installation in Chihuahua, Mexico. Rather than putting all the manifold on, they just divided their sprinkler heads and uh, we hooked the tubing on and they germinated their cotton also with Dragon Line there. And uh, he, he's never had this uniform of a field. It's a very large field that he has. I think maybe I should share how big it is here. But uh, it's big cotton. Uh, they had to shut the water off because it kept growing too much. Uh, but uh, I think it's, uh, let's see, do I show it here? No, I don't show it here, I guess. But it was, uh, I think it's 700 gallons a minute on uh, 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 200 acres. I think it's what he has here, something like that. And then this is a, another system that this uh, distributor sold there. It's what we call skip row cotton. We skip a row and plant two rows, skip a row and plant two rows, just because we don't have enough water to water. And this only has 400 gallons on 173, gal 173 acres. But you can see the uniformity of the uh, crop out there. I did. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's very limited water and his first year he's up 39% from the previous year. Uh, this year he's expecting still better because he's kind of got things figured out. And he germinated this year with Dragon Line, which really makes a difference on getting a good uniform uh, start with all the seeds getting planted or getting uh, started. Yeah, what I love about these drone shots too, uh, Monty, is that you can really see how arid it is in this location. You know, it's it's not a lush uh, vegetation around it. No, no. Then also they, uh, uh, see, I think they're, they also germinated their corn crop this year on their farms with it, uh, which is, you can see they're not wasting water on the surface not germinating a lot of excess seeds and area there. Uh, so it's uh, emitting very softly. And then that's uh, the view of the corn uh, as it's grown this year. This is a little more local here in Western Kansas. Uh, this farmer's uh, wells went from 800 to 500 gallons and he installed Dragon Line uh, four years ago and he's still uh, maintaining the same yield he had with the 800 gallons. So he's, uh, he's happy about it. Uh, as you can see, uh, uh, these on a 30 inch manifold. Uh, I think, uh, as you can see in this bottom picture here, uh, we don't have a wheel track. So when he harvests his alfalfa, he just harvests across that track rather than having a, a big rut there to, to work around. This now, Monty, kind of, did he have did he have an expectation that his yield would go down if he started using a lot less water? You know, I I hope not. I hope he thought we were going to maintain yield with what we were trying to sell him. But uh, uh, you, you naturally would, you know, if you didn't have a different method of application. Uh, if you have, you know, if you're doing all you can do with what you have and you lose water, you're going to have a less yield. And we're just picking up. Um, the use of the water on alfalfa, you might think of this, but it's probably one of the worst users of water because you're either watering bare soil or you're watering a, lo a lot of leaves. And so with Dragon Line, it doesn't matter whether you have leaves or your bare soil, you're getting the water directly to the soil and not on the leaves. So uh, th this is unique. Uh, this year we had a, a gentleman up in uh, Washington State that was going to grow some onions and then uh, we showed him some videos of some other areas in the world that grew some butternut squash. And so he thought, well, I'm gonna try that. Uh, so he switched to butternut squash and it was uniquely, we pulled two of his 34 inch space drops, uh, 12 inches apart and planted on a 62 or a 68, uh, what would be a 68 inch bed then. Uh, so you can see that where we watered and how this water spreads out nice and will we'll wet a bed very nice. And uh, water, this is a new bracket that we've developed uh, also just filed patent for. 
but it's a space bar. You can either have six inch, nine inch, 12 inch, 15 inch, or 18 inch to hold that um, tubing apart, you know, for different crops. Uh, so we're, uh, we we see a need for having this where you can precisely keep the tubing dragging where you want it to. And the tension of the uh, tubing and and that device just holds it in place. Well, we we will we will have you'll use a zip tie to hold it in place just to make sure it doesn't move. Uh, we are working on some other things that'll crimp in there, but we want to make sure that it doesn't move or it doesn't get lost or doesn't drag down in the crop because a lot of times especially crops, you want to make sure they're not touched by anything else. Uh, so we'll just use a zip tie to tie that. And then you'll take that off at the end of the year. Yeah, very this, cool. This is what uh, watering those, uh, watering that squash look like. Huh. Uh, precise watering for precision farming. We're not watering the whole seed bed. We're banking that water rather than running it off. Uh, we're not uh, melting the soil particles and creating soil compaction or sealing or any water runoff. And uh, the farmer was just uh, ecstatic uh, when we talked to him. So what do you think about it? He says, I don't have wheel tracks. He's never not had wheel tracks to mess with or get stuck and spend a lot of time managing his uh, sprinkler getting stuck. But he cut back 50% use of his water this year. And he's expecting a 20% better yield than he's had in the past. He hasn't harvested yet. He's harvested in two weeks, but uh, he, he uh, likes the product. He's, he's actually ordered another one uh, since uh, uh, for, for his other pivot. This is a, go ahead. I was gonna say, I think anybody who's spent any time getting a wheel unstuck <laughs> knows the value of what you just said there. Yeah, or, the, or uh, to be able to change a gearbox out on dry soil or to change a flat tire out on dry soil, uh, it's a big deal. Uh, uh, people spend thousands of dollars to control the wheel tracks or to work around the tracks and we'll we'll just get rid of them uh, but uh, this is kind of an older picture this is from a uh, uh, three years ago actually uh, but this is a tomatoes grown in south africa and this farmer bought this system and had um, and and i guess this is one of the first pictures we learned about uh, how more flexible our system is than just leaving one line hang down where it is but they pulled two lines together. Uh, they were gonna water uh, some other vegetables, but they saw how flexible they were and they pulled two lines together to water on top of a bed on tomatoes. You're like, wow, that's gonna hurt those tomatoes after a while, but they grew the best crop of uh, uh, production potato or of tomatoes they've ever grown uh, to, that they can, they'll harvest with a me mechanical machine, uh, but they were very happy with the results they got. Out in Finley. This was over in Australia. Australia. We talked about sending some systems so different places. Uh, this is on a on linear. Cotton. He germinated his cotton this year with the linear in November, which is nice to work around the world because we have two growing seasons this way. Got very good germination. <laughs> that uh, we have a mobile filter. I might back this up just a little bit. Uh, this, I think it's the first mobile filter we've, that uh, some of the companies have ever sold, but we carry the filter right with the, uh, tra the travel uh, center, and then it cleans the water and dumps it back behind itself in the ditch. But uh, he was very happy with this linear system uh, with the uniformity that he has. He's not interested in saving water, although he cut back 20% of water uh, but he increased his yield uh, 20 uh, by two bale. And uh, uh, he shows here not having any wheel track for that linear to go back and forth through. Uh, we water between the rows. Uh, absolutely a great field of cotton. That's just beautiful cotton. Yeah. Hey, Monty, we have another question about wheel tracks and they, and the question has to do with uh, why why don't why why are the wheel tracks eliminated by using dragon line? Okay, I, I I may have another picture here in a little bit to show that better, uh, but we water behind the wheel tracks. Uh, both wheels run on dry soil. Our our flexible line uh, extends just about to the back of the the last the second wheel, 
and then all the water is, is dispensed behind the wheel. So your wheels walk on dry soil. They're never in the mud. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. So as you could probably see on this system here, you know, the water is not going to start being delivered till starting behind the wheel. And then it's got 30 to 40 feet that is going to be a, a emitting water. But he increased his yield by two bales this year. And he's ordered another system and it's it'll be there in a week. Uh, it's about time it's going to get there now. Uh, and these guys spend quite a bit in Australia when you convert their money. Uh, his system will cost about $100,000. It's not cheap over there. Uh, time to get everything uh, to the field and assembled and put on. But uh, he will put on the new hybrid system and uh, he'll have the, uh, this was a new hybrid last year with the winches in it. And also he has a dual valves where he can either go spray nozzles or uh, to his dragon line. This is something new we never dreamed we would do. Um, uh, we had a call from us uh, from one of our uh, distributors out in Southern California. And uh, how do you think this will work on a mine, uh, watering uh, gold mine pines? And I said, wow, I don't know, but we can drag anything behind the pivot as long as it's mobile drip irrigation uh, through our design. So they had a main goal there uh, they, to leach the cyanide water uh, mixture through the mining pines. Uh, you know, they'll put on uh, out here in the field, you know, they'll, you may not know this, but uh, they, they'll put three foot of a new uh, ore on top of this and they'll water it. And below they've, they've got big holding uh, areas that as the water is delivered and it leaches through the, the soil, it helps release the gold from the ore and then it's picked back up in the uh, solution of water and then the gold's taken out of the water in their processing plant. Mm. But, but through that process, they use cyanide in the water, which isn't the best thing for you. And uh, so they wanted to uh, uh, be able to apply that cyanide without uh, blowing in the air. It's very windy out there in Southern California on these uh, plateaus, they'll be two to 300 feet high and the wind just really blows out there. But it's to protect their people from chemical and less labor for installation because before they were laying out uh, dripper lines every uh, th two to three feet apart. And then uh, they would start plugging up in 30 to 60 days and then they'd have to lay some more. And then, then it was obviously an issue of disposing of the drip tubing, you know, to find somewhere to get rid of the drip tubing. So this is just a picture here showing the drip lines dripping. They're on 12 inch spacing. We have 300 gallons a minute going through this one span. You can see the terrain there that is very rocky. Uh, it's really quite a, uh, uh, if someone wants to know is our product very durable, this is the evidence to them that uh, it'll drag through about anything. Make it nice and smooth so there's nothing to catch on anything. But uh, the results this year were we didn't have any plugging uh, for over eight months, not expecting any either. Uh, we have no visible signs of wear or tear. Uh, we're applying over seven acre inches of water every 24 hours on that mound. And we don't have wind drift or evaporating of the expensive cyanide chemical. It seems like they were talking, they spend I think it's three to $400,000 a week for cyanide uh, wow. chemical. Uh, so it's a big deal to save that. And they purchased three more machines uh, since we installed this one. Uh, so it's kind of a unique uh, opportunity to do something different. Yeah, so Monty, we had another question about um, <clears throat> when it comes to uh, more of the uh, crop application, not the mining, but um, how do you know how long you can make those drip uh, lines? How do you know you have enough water to uh, make sure that you have uh, um, a uniform distribution of all your water? Good, uh, good question. Um, usually the grower will have an idea of how many gallons a minute or how much water he has available for a system. And then we'll take that water amount and then we determine what spacing his uh, dripper lines will be. 
and then we'll have a we we have a an engineering group that makes our sprinkler charts for us that uh, runs them through the computer and it tells us what length that tubing is going to be at this excuse me at the start and at the end of the system and it'll range from probably one foot long at the start to up to 50 feet long at the end depending on gallonage on my 180 gallon uh, pivot they're one foot long at the start and i think they're 12 or 13 feet at the end uh, but everything's um, predetermined by the sprinkler chart <clears throat> one thing we haven't talked about richard is that every emitter is pressure compensating so once once we reach seven psi at the end of the system every emitter is putting out two gallons per hour and that doesn't fluctuate more than or i mean it fluctuates less than two percent from seven psi to 65 psi so it's very accurate in the amount of water that we we dispense and they also the emitters are also self-flushing if they start getting clogged they'll flush themselves out uh, so uh, does that answer that question, Richard? Yeah, great explanation. It's uh, it's arithmetic and uh, and some good right. technology. Right. Yeah. The length of the tubing dictates how much water we're exhausting. So it's just a matter of uh, taking that information and uh, putting it into a formula. Uh, th this was a unique. Uh, uh, right before COVID hit, uh, this uh, couple called me from Germany, and they said uh, we've got a problem in Paraguay. We farm there. We bought pivots, we've got wells, and we, we don't have enough water to make everything work. Do you think you can help us? So we talked about things and uh, in considering what I did on my farm, he said, I'll be over. And three days later, he was at my doorstep. And uh, we went to the farm and looked at things. And then he said, I want two of these before he left. And so he ordered two systems with filtration, uh, COVID hit, we shipped it to him. They installed everything themselves. He only has about a thousand gallons a minute, and we're we're putting four, we split that up to about 450 to 475 gallons a, a minute on each pivot. And the way as well is he has to run both pivots at the same time uh, mm -hmm. in order to water the ground that he waters. So we shipped the product to him. Uh, his laborers followed our directions, installed everything. He's actually on 17 and three-quarter inch spacing. Uh, he was going to water uh, different uh, vegetables and row crops and uh, organic sesame is what he uh, got his systems for. Um, they grow they they grow the organic seeds there. They ship them to Germany. He processes the seeds in Germany and ships them all over the Europe. Uh, so if you have a maybe a, a hamburger bun in 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 Germany, it's probably maybe one of his sesame seeds. I don't know, but. But anyway, this is a filtration system we sent to him. He doesn't have organic issues. He just has some sand problems. So we have a sand separator with a brush away filter uh, to, to clean the, the screen in case he has any plugging of sand. This is very unique. He took those lines and he bedded his ground and he's been very inventive. You can see someone that asked a question about wheel tracks. You can see these wheel tracks stay completely dry. Uh, in delivering water to this furrow. Uh, these uh, dripper lines are 17 and three quarters inches apart. He took a, a, a stick of some sort, uh, tied, him, tied the lines together and watered on the top of this bed to water uh, onions. Uh, so um, very tight soil. It had a lot of issues of getting the moisture in the soil. And so this has worked well for him. He's since uh, been watering uh, some grass hay on his other pivot. And he says he, he raises two and a half times more hay than his neighbor does with half the water. This is an expensive grass um, hay that he grows. And uh, he raises two and a half times more, he feels, because he's not wetting the leaves. He has very uh, a lot of salt in the water, which really affects the growth of the grass. Uh, so this is just another way of uh, keeping the water off the leaves to fill a niche. Wow, he really got busy uh, putting this on all his crops. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's incredible. They they work hard in Paraguay. You know, yeah. they're, they just do a lot of things there. Uh, this is a, a gentleman in Moscow, Kansas. Uh, a lot of small family wells. 
winds always makes a noise out here. Uh, but uh, he only has 150 gallons a minute on this well, and it's been this way for uh, four or five years, uh, evidently five years, because uh, this is the fifth year of this season, uh, of this system on this ground. And uh, he has a low-line system. Uh, he raises cotton, and uh, there's just not much way uh, to raise a full circle of cotton with 150 gallons a minute without dragon line. Um, this just shows we water between the rows, we keep the plants dry, we don't uh, waste it by spraying it in the wind or on the leaves. And the results for, uh, for, for uh, this gentleman is, uh, he has a potential of one and a half to two bale cotton this year. And with the price of cotton, his price uh, could be up to $1,000 an acre of return. And his quote is, if it wasn't for having Dragon Line, I would have to quit irrigating this field because it just wouldn't be feasible to water the whole field. He might water a part of it with different nozzles, but he wouldn't water the whole field. So I thought that was a pretty bold statement uh, that he made. He has five of these systems now and uh, uh, has very successful cotton crops. Yeah, he'd, he'd be out of business if it wasn't for you. Oh, well, he has about 40 other pivots. Uh, so he's still doing good, but uh, it does help, you know, it helps the bottom line if you can pick up this incremental income, uh, for sure. Uh, last fall, I had a, a farmer call me from Boy City. His well dropped from 500 gallons to 250. Uh, they're really having pumping issues, challenges. And uh, he's, uh, he came to one of the first meetings I did about seven years ago in Boy City. The NRCS had me come down to make a presentation. And he called and he said, I'm ready to buy my system. And I said, okay. And uh, so we uh, designed one for him and put it on. And he planted wheat after he cut his corn crop. Uh, he had very good uh, germination with the dragon line. Um, you can kind of see uh, the, he held up a line here to show how it drips here. Uh, just a phenomenal wheat, wheat crop. And uh, his results were 114 bushels of wheat. Back in the Western United States or up North, that's, that's sometimes not too big of a yield, but out here in Western Kansas, that's a good yield. Uh, that's his biggest yield he's ever gotten, raising wheat. Uh, he had no lodging or uh, rust disease. You can see the, the dragon line drags right through the crop. It uh, gets water on the ground. This is his nozzles on the end watering and how it lodges that uh, field if he would have been continuing to water with his tra traditional nozzles. Uh, best yield ever with limited yield. And since then, he's bought four more systems. Uh, uh, to go. Uh, he and his son um, actually bought a section of ground that has very little bit of water. I think there's two wells of 200 gallons a minute on a section, and they bought two brand new pivots. They put drag line on to start with. Uh, this just shows the sand separator for the sand and a smaller, a little four inch uh, brush away filter for that 200 gallons. And uh, they're looking at buying three or four more systems for some of their other farm. You can see the new hybrid uh, winch system here, how the manifold attaches. Uh, this is another wheel track picture if you wanna, uh, for that person who's wondering about wheel tracks. This is called skip row cotton again. This is in Rawls, Texas. Uh, this is his third year of growing uh, skip row cotton, uh, but they'll plant two rows, miss a row, plant two rows, just so they can uh, get better use of their water. But you can see his wheel track here has uh, not getting wet at all. His wheel runs dry. You can see how this one, the line runs down the middle of the two rows and waters two rows at a time. He has other drops out there in his field, but he has them shut off and just waters where uh, his uh, line is dragging. We have a cable through here with the sleeve on the drop uh, that's tied to the cable, and he'll adjust this to adjust his watering uh, for the for next year on a next row spacing. There you can see a little better picture of the sleeve uh, around the drop. Then we tie that tight to the cable to hold position. 
but you know, the customer's increased his yields tremendously and he's bought, uh, I think he has a total of four of these systems now. And this is something new for us is getting involved in the potato market. Usually potato producers really res are, are resistant to try anything different because there's such a risk uh, to doing something different. But we went to Tasmania in, uh, 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 in uh, late 19 and uh, put in a system uh, to grow potatoes. Uh, they learned quite a bit from that year. The next year, uh, they installed it on another machine. And uh, this uh, past year on their trials, uh, they used 25% less water. And this is a graph of uh, potato yield in the field. And if you take an average of the potato yield on their trials, we were 20% more potatoes, uh, an average of 18 ton increase on that uh, field, which would be tremendous uh, in, in yield expectations in dollars and cents. Uh, this is a, both worlds there, right? Less water, more uh, more yield. Yes, yeah. Uh, this uh, this one is uh, uh, just got this uh, information uh, last week. Um, this is up in Nevada. We had some test uh, yields, and we we spent a lot of time there. Uh, we developed a, a special spacing. Uh, they planted their potatoes a little differently, uh, trying to see how they can optimize uh, planting and utilizing dragon line. And as you can see, they, they've never planted in a circle before, so they planted in a circle. Uh, they were worried about where the, the lines would drag. They wouldn't drag uh, uniformly, and they just stayed on spot. And this was kind of unique. They had a wheat field uh, on part of the field, and they had their trial out in the middle of it. And uh, uh, some uh, interesting things developed from the wheat. We started watering that wheat late. You can see the wheat's pretty tall. But uh, in the wheat, we uh, uh, used 20% less water on the area where we were using dragon line, and they increased their yield 30% on wheat. And then on the potato trials, we were 20% plus less water, and the yield quality and solids were in equal value. Uh, so they were pretty excited that we were able to maintain the quality with less water, with everybody looking at sustainability. This just shows uh, a live picture of the dragon lines dragging out on this sandy soil. They dike their soil because they have runoff and they wanna catch that water, but we don't run water off. Uh, so a little bit of water gets in them once in a while, but very little, but we get the water in the soil, not running off. Uh, so I think it's a good view of how the dragon line waters on potatoes. And this was during the season. Uh, this was a sprinkler uh, uh, nozzles. This was a dragon line. This was a healthier crop with less water the season. So it's very impressive to them. This was in South Africa uh, two years ago. Uh, they reported 40% uh, less water. Uh, they're real desperate. Their energy is like 28 or 29 cents a kilowatt. Uh, so they're desperate to try to cut down expenses. Uh, so they cut back 40% on water and they reported 40% less chemical use and 50% less energy. Uh, I think this, uh, this farmer actually installed uh, 22 systems of dragon line uh, on potatoes there. So uh, I guess right now, I just want to say uh, that's kind of an update. Uh, thanks for your time today and just an extra blessing uh, for letting me share with you today. But uh, this is our new brand Dragon Line logo uh, on this picture. Uh, we won't see the other one anymore. Uh, so we're gonna be using this new logo. We nice uh, uh, design streamlined, uh, just like we've developed our Dragon Line. Uh, so with that, Richard, I, I have um, open for a few questions. Yeah, well, listen, a fabulous job today, Monty. Uh, we challenged you with the task of, uh, okay, you've got our attention. We know we can save water and uh, we should be using Dragon Line to save water and, uh, and reduce labor, but prove to us that it actually works. And gosh, just from this past season and a, and a few others, you did a wonderful job of, uh, of proving that today. So uh, thanks very much for doing that for us. Uh, we hope we see a lot of Dragon Line around uh, on, on center pivots all over the world. 
want to say thank you to those of you who uh, tuned in today. Um, we, as you know, all our trainings are at changeusa.com forward slash trainings. They're free for you to enjoy. And uh, as the year winds down and everyone's trying to get uh, continuing education uh, units for the IA, many of our uh, uh, presentations are uh, apply for or um, <clears throat> count towards CEU credits with the IA. We have a whole section there for you to check out. So anyway, thank you, Monty. Thanks to everybody. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Hope everybody has a nice weekend and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Monty. Bye.